This is Wealth with Wisdom with Steve Vascard and Vanessa Sexton from Wealth and Retirement Strategies. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Steve and Vanessa provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Wealth with Wisdom with Steve Vascard and Vanessa Sexton. Hello, and welcome back to Wealth with Wisdom. My name is Vanessa Sexton, along with Steve Asgard from Wealth and Retirement Strategies. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call at 865-691-1211 or visit us online at wealthwithwisdom.com. And while at the website, click on the radio page to check out our past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please, as always, don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up your face-to-face or virtual meeting. So for many of the folks I'm lucky enough to work with, Social Security is a critical part of their overall retirement strategy, and they're not alone. According to the AARP, Social Security pays out almost $100 billion a month to around 65 million retirees. And a 2020 study referenced by AARP indicates that a whopping 90% of U.S. adults support the program. In this day and age, there aren't many things that 90% of people can can get behind. I think we all agree on that. Of course, when you have so many people relying on something like Social Security, it's only natural for rumors and myths to abound. During this episode, we're going to address some of the most common Social Security myths head on. But before we address the myths and realities of Social Security, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, whose importance to this show is definitely not a myth. Yes, sir. I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that, but this is a great topic yes. because it's only natural. I think a lot of people out there wonder if Social Security is going to be there when we retire or if the benefits will somehow shrink uh, or if the annual cost of living adjustments will go away. So I think this is a good one. But before we get into that, uh, I am in a good mood today. Do you guys know why? Uh, you actually alluded to it, uh, almost uh, alluded to it in your intro, Vanessa, and that is our uh, good-for-nothing uh, Congress and Senate finally agreed on something. Oh, what was that? Daylight savings time, I bet. Yep. Yesterday, and this is the big news, a unanimous vote in the Senate. I mean, when is the last time that happened? I mean, that's on something that actually is helpful to America, and there was a unanimous vote. They voted to make daylight saving time permanent so we don't have to change wow, our Wow, really? I did yep. not know that. Thank you, Tony. Yes, wow. that happened, that happened uh, I think, yesterday afternoon late. And here's the deal, or maybe it happened earlier in the week, but it was officially announced yesterday. Uh, but it still has to pass the House, but I mean 100% vote uh and there wasn't one dissent it was unanimous vote in the senate now the house has to vote on it and then the president has to sign it the president will sign it we know that now the house i assume it will people assume it will pass 
And then starting uh, in November of 2023, uh, you don't have to, we won't have to oh. fall back in the fall of uh, November of 23. So we'll have one more year of changing clocks uh, or early next this fall and then next spring. And then that'll be it. It'll stay after That's next exciting. spring. Wouldn't that be nice? Well, that will, that will help me. I had an appointment Monday at 1030. And, oh. I, and I had a text message at 930. Where are you? And I said, well, it's 930. Now, you said, no, you're supposed to move the clocks up, which I did not do. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. You got caught. Yeah. And everybody I know is struggling this week, struggling to wake up yep. on time and just yep. get motivated. So. Yeah, and I was I was tired and groggy and didn't feel good and was you know a little crabby this week. Uh, but uh, yesterday's news, uh, you know, when they announced it, when I read that yesterday afternoon or last night that that had uh, passed, I'm like, yes, finally they did something yes. that people have been. Everyone agrees on that. I have not never met one person who doesn't agree. I haven't with that, either. So. I haven't either, and that's exciting. Yay. Yeah. So now we're talking about Social Security yes. though today, and. You know, people do wonder if it's going to be there. So let's get to some of these Social Security myths. Steve, what do you have for well, us? Well, Tony, according to an AARP article, it's titled 10 Social Security Myths That Refuse to Die, addresses some of the most commonly heard myths, the first of which is that Social Security is going broke. Here's the first fact on this one. Because Social Security is a pay-as-you-go system, as long as American workers and their employers are paying payroll taxes, the program won't run out of money. Mm. Well, why do you think this myth refuses to die, Steve? Well, good question, Tony. Because while Social Security isn't going broke, it does face some really major challenges. As the article notes, the program took in more than it paid for several decades leading to nearly a $3 trillion surplus by the end of 2020. However, today, as it currently stands, the program is beginning to pay out more than it's taking in. This is happening because the population of retirees is living longer and growing faster than the working population. So without any changes to the program, that nearly $3 trillion surplus is expected to run dry by about 2034. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, that can be uh, that could be alarming, uh, I think, to some people. Uh, it's alarming to me. Well, that's understandable, Mr. Tony. But the program won't go broke even once the surplus is gone. At that point, Social Security would bring in enough money each year to pay about 78% of the benefit. Can you believe what would happen if they cut benefits by uh, 22%? Oh, Congress yeah. would then need bad. to figure out a way to make up for that missing 22%. But let me interject my opinion here. Given how important Social Security is to so, so many people, 90% support in the AARP survey we mentioned. I don't think Congress is going to let that program wither or the benefits be cut. No, that's a that's a fair point. I think most members of Congress want to get reelected, and uh, advocating for Social Security is probably a good way to do it. I mean, Social Security is considered the third rail of politics. Uh, they have to keep it solvent. They've made changes in the past to do it, and... Uh, 
I'm sure they'll do it again, right, Vanessa? Oh, I completely agree. So moving on in the article, the next common myth is that Social Security age is 65. Now, the reality is the full retirement age is 66 and two months for folks that were born in 1955 and 66 and four months for people born in 1956. During the next handful of years, the full retirement age will nudge up in two-month increments until it's age 67 for those born in 1960 or later. The age 65 myth has lived on because when Social Security was enacted in 1935, 65 was the eligibility age. Decades later, the minimum eligibility age dropped to 62, at which point you could take a reduced benefit, but 65 remained the full retirement age. Well, it changed back in 1983 when the full retirement age went up in order to reduce the program's cost. 2002 was the last year in which people who turned 65 could receive their full benefit. Okay. Uh, that's interesting, and I honestly didn't know the history behind the changes to the full retirement age. I'd heard about it, of course, and knew they had changed it. Uh, but thanks for that, Vanessa. Of course. Well, as we've lived longer and healthier lives, the full retirement age has had to go up, Tony. The next myth that I've heard a lot during my career, and, and we hear this at our our monthly workshops, is that the annual cost of living adjustment, or the COLA, is automatic. By law, benefits must be adjusted annually to keep up with inflation, but that doesn't necessarily mean a yearly COLA jump. COLA is linked to the federal index of prices for certain consumer goods and services, which is called the CPIW. Social Security benefits are adjusted yearly according to the changes in the CPIW from the third quarter of one year to the third quarter of the next year. For example, and I know everyone's familiar with this, in 2021, the CPIW showed a 5.9% jump in prices. So benefits will be 5.9% higher this year. Okay. So, wow. All right. Uh, so no price jump if there's there's no price jump in the cost of living adjustment if there's no price jump in the uh, CPIW or the government's idea of what inflation is then, right? That's correct. And the government can change that those numbers. But if the CPIW doesn't show a measurable price jump, that indicates we have little to no inflation. Like right now, we have little to no inflation. <laughs> Yeah, we have a lot of inflation. Meaning your monthly Social Security check isn't going to be bigger. Since the current formula went into effect, this very scenario has played out only three times, 2010, 11, and 2016. Regardless of whether or not the formula calls for increase in benefits, the process is automatic. Wow. Okay. So, uh, you know, that's great information, Steve. Uh, I think it's really important that people understand that. Uh, What's the next Social Security myth you have for us, Vanessa? So glad that you asked, Tony. The the next myth from the AARP article, 10 Social Security Myths That Refuse to Die, is that members of Congress don't have to pay into Social Security. 
It's long been a common complaint that members of Congress don't give Social Security the proper amount of attention because it doesn't cover them. However, since 1984, members of Congress, as well as other federal employees, have been a part of the program. But now before 1984, members of Congress didn't pay into Social Security because they were part of the Civil Service Retirement System or the CSRS. Those who were in the office before the beginning of 1984 could continue utilizing the CSRS, but only in conjunction with Social Security. Those who were elected after January 19, January 1st, 1984, are covered by Social Security and the pension plan that replaced CSRS. Okay, I'm glad you cleared <laughs> that one up because, it, I, well, it's been a myth I'd heard many, many times. Well, and the next common myth is that the government will dip into Social Security to fund other government programs. The two trust funds that pay out Social Security, one for the retirees and their survivors and the other for people with disabilities, aren't part of the government's general fund. However, the government can and does and will borrow from Social Security. Social Security's tax revenue is invested in special U.S. Treasury securities. Like with other Treasury Department bonds, the government can spend the money on numerous programs, and they do. But like with any other bondholder, the Treasury has to pay the money back with interest. Social Security redeems the security to meet its responsibilities. That borrowing powers, that rumor that the government is snatching money from Social Security and leaving a pile of IOUs behind. But in reality, the government has always repaid the money in full. Okay. Well, we that's hope. good news, I guess. Right. Yeah, we, we hope, uh, supposedly. And, you know, I know people who, you know, view Social Security as their personal retirement savings account. So, uh, is that uh, a myth or reality? Well, the government doesn't hold your payroll tax contributions in a personal account that's eventually paid out to you with interest after you retire. Your Social Security benefit is determined by the amount of money you earned during your career, not on how much you kick into the system. Again, your contributions cover benefits for current retirees, and when you retire, those still working will help cover your benefits rather than thinking of Social Security as a retirement account like a 401k or IRA. It's better to think of it like an earned benefit the government will pay you so that you have some level of income during your golden years. Okay, well, I think the key words there are some <laughs> level. When you say some level of income, how much are we talking about here? Well, Social Security wasn't designed to replace the entire amount of money you made while you were working. For most folks, Social Security will provide roughly 40% of pre-retirement earnings. Okay. Well, here's something I've heard a few times throughout the years, that you don't have to pay taxes on your Social Security benefits once you start collecting them. Is that one myth or reality? Well, it used to be a reality. Now it's a myth. Uh after 1984, Social Security was included in your taxable income. That year, Congress passed a Social Security overhaul that, among other things, dictated what portion of your Social Security benefits are taxable. The amount you pay depends on your provisional income level. 
you'll pay federal income tax on as much as 50% of your Social Security benefit if your income for the year is between twenty-five dollars and $34,000 for an individual and between thirty-two dollars and $44,000 for joint filers. Yeah, I, I bet that comes as a shock to a lot of our listeners out there that uh, your Social Security can be taxed. Uh, what about state taxes, Steve? You may, you may owe some state taxes on your Social Security if you live in Colorado, Connecticut, Kansas, Minnesota, where you are, Mr. Tony, <laughs> yeah. Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, New Mexico, Rhode Island, Vermont, Utah, or West Virginia, but not here in wow. Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee is, uh, they have uh, little to no state taxes, basically. Exactly. Uh, so considering everything you've told us so far, it, it inspires me to note that, uh, you know, you, you have a good Social Security strategy. Uh, you need one, and that's a great reason to work closely with uh, folks like yourselves, Vanessa and Steve, financial services professionals, right? I completely agree with you on that one, Tony. When we have our workshops and we go over the uh, provisional income and what amount of your Social Security is taxable, it's one of the most important slides that we cover and one with the most questions. We're always going back to that slide. So definitely want to work with a financial services professional like ourselves. And um, we will give you that information in just a moment as far as how you can reach us again. But right now we're going to talk about another commonly held myth. And that is that your ex-spouse's benefits come out of your own. Yes, you heard that correctly. The fact is wow. that, if and this can get so complicated, the fact is if you're divorced, your former spouse may be eligible to receive Social Security based on your earnings history. Similar to benefits for a current spouse, these can be as much as 50% of the benefit amount that you'll receive when you reach your full retirement age. But here's the really important part that you need to remember. Benefits for your current or ex-spouse. Don't shrink your own benefit. You will not even see it there. So they're separate payments that don't affect the size of your monthly check. Well, that's good news Um, for both parties, I guess. And no matter what, you'll get the benefits you're entitled to. That's true. But here's another myth. I bet many of today's listeners have heard you'll permanently lose benefits if you choose to keep working. Social Security does have an earnings limit rule that may temporarily slash the benefits of folks who are still working. However, the rule doesn't impact all working beneficiaries and is also temporary. The rule covers those who take benefits before their full retirement age and continue to work. In this scenario, Social Security would withhold a portion of benefits if earnings from a job rise above a certain cap. That cap changes yearly and differs depending on how close you are to your full retirement age. Yeah, that's huge. And Well, Steve and Vanessa, you've given us a lot to think about, uh, a lot of great uh, myths versus realities when it comes to Social Security, important information to know about. But we're out of time for today's show, unfortunately. Vanessa, would you like to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you before we Most go? Most definitely. We know it's it's a lot, and there's, there's even a lot more than what we've covered today. So feel free to reach out and give us a call at 865-691-1211. 
or you can check us out online at wealthwithwisdom.com and and schedule that face-to-face or virtual meeting. So we would love to help you with your Social Security questions or any other retirement questions that you may have. All right. Okay. Sounds great. Uh, Great show today, guys. Uh, Really great topic. I I mean, this one's so important that uh, I know that people out there need to know more about Social Security and there's a lot of ins and outs, but you guys did some myth busting today. Listeners, that does it for today's episode of Wealth with Wisdom with Steve Vasgard and Vanessa Sex. Thank you, Tony. Hey, see you, Tony. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Wealth with Wisdom. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Steve Vasgard and Vanessa Sexton at Wealth and Retirement Strategies. Call 865-357-4024 or visit them online at wealthwithwisdom.com. Steve Fastgard, Vanessa Sexton, and Wealth and Retirement Strategies are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.